Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. And on this episode that we forgot to tell you about last time, uh, is a haunted location episode. Yes. We are talking about Seven Gables Road in uh, Dansville, Michigan, which is not to be confused with the Seven Gables house. Because there is a house involved in the story, but the Seven Gables house that everybody kind of has heard of is the one that's in Salem, Massachusetts. But this is Seven Gables Road, and it's considered one of the most haunted uh, roads in Michigan. Yeah. And if it seems that I'm uh, less input, it's because I'm tired. Yep. He... I'm just messing. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it's just, I, it's funny enough, because me and Megan were talking about, because we didn't talk about beforehand what episode we were planning to do this week, because we were all focused on last week, trying to catch up on, because we skipped a week, yeah. so we didn't think about uh, what we're going to do this week, and she was like, and I was like, well, there's a little TikTok of a video I saw, something like Haunted Places, and this one was one of it, because it looked interesting, but she the story behind it was like, damn, it was like one of those places that I always keep record of, just in case we drive through uh at any point in time so we can investigate yeah because yeah. as you see as we as we go like on with the story a lot of paranormal investigators and people that have investigated it kind of don't 100 percent believe the lore and legend but do believe that there's paranormal activity there regardless so it's it's pretty interesting and it almost reminds me and you're 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 understand this this uh reference is that it almost reminds you of the conjuring the story, yeah. The story. So that makes you wonder if the story of the Conjuring movie kind of ripped some things off of this, or there's just that strong correlation. One thing that we're going to be doing that is new um, with Haunted Locations, because we were trying to figure out, like, we were brainstorming, what can we do to spice up the content a little bit? Or separate us from the pack. Yeah. If we don't already. <laughs> Gosh. And one of the things that we decided to do was obviously in the last uh, Shadow Walker Part 5, Isaac talked about me remote viewing. And I always talk about channeling. I always talk about remote viewing like when I'm researching. It just kind of like automatically happens. I was thinking, well, what if I incorporate that into haunted location episodes? Like, at the end of each episode, you know, I'll tell you the story, tell you the history, tell you the backstory, and then at the end of the episode, tell you what I got when I remote viewed and when I channeled. Anything that came through while I was researching, because there was some stuff on this location in particular that came through, and I saw certain spots before I saw certain spots, if that makes sense. Like, I had, uh like, things come to me in specific locations like, if I were to go there, I would go to these specific locations, and I'll tell you why at the end of the episode, but I never, you know, prior to, the only thing I ever saw of this location was the gate at the front, which there's significance to that, um, but I never saw any of the other trail parts, I never saw any anything like that, and uh, when I was channeling, I saw the, this specific part of the trail without seeing pictures of it, so let's just dive in so seven gables road like i said is located in danceville michigan and to give you kind of a reference point um anybody that's maybe listening that's from that area it's three miles south of downtown danceville 
And then Dansville itself is a small community about 25 miles southeast of Lansing, Michigan, which I've never like I like I personally don't know. I wouldn't hear that and be like, oh, I know where that is. So Seven Gables Road itself is a dead end road off of Dexter Trail. And the thing is, you have to go by foot. You can't go by car. It's impassable by car. So you have to walk the trail. And uh, one advisory that a lot of the articles did say, so if you do hear this and do want to go venture out there, just be aware there's like rattlesnakes, there's wildlife, like coyotes, that kind of thing. The road itself to get to Seven Gables Road, it's very bumpy. So just make sure you have a car that can take it. And there's only one way in, which is through a red... Don't This, this is going to sound weird because I say it weird. What? Rot iron. Rot iron. Rot iron. Rod iron. Rod iron. Why do you have to say with a country accent? I don't know. Rod iron. Rod iron gate over there with the damn yeah, thing on top I of it. I would be, if we ever went there, I'd be like talking normal like, yeah, you know that rod iron gate? That rod iron gate. Because you want to say rot iron. Yeah, that's why I keep thought. Isn't that called rot iron? No, rod. Like iron rods. Oh, rot. I can't. Rot iron. Okay. We're just gonna say we're just gonna say iron gate, okay? Um, it's an iron padlocked gate. So here's where things get a little like weird. Okay, so the legend of it is originally there was a witch that that did witchcraft in on the land, and she had a house, and there was a group of armed men that went to her house. You know, you're doing witchcraft. Kind of By yeah, that yeah. kind of thing, that kind of thing, and decided to burn her entire house with her inside of it. And before she died, she cursed the land. And that's where the other part of the legend comes into play, because the whole premise is that they believe that the land itself is cursed. The other part of the story is that there was a family that moved in not exactly where like the witch supposedly had lived i don't really think they have an exact location of where she lived if it is true this kind of this like i said this is just a legend this is just a lore um the witch part of it anyways and the cursed part and all of that stuff but there was a family that moved into a house that was along seven gables road and apparently the father went mad or some people have even said he was possessed, killed all of his family, hung them from the gables of the house, and then hung himself on one of the trees that are further out into the woods. Mm. Now, the house is no longer there. It was demolished in in the 70s. But the tree that the father hung himself on is known as the hanging tree. This is where the conjuring thing comes in correlation with. Yeah. At least the story of. that was told in the movie. Kind of. Yeah. But... I don't know. You have to wait to when I tell you about like the remote viewing stuff because it, it's kind of interesting. Anyways. Mm -hmm. And apparently this is another part of the legend. So even, even creepier. So you know that rod iron gate at the front. Only way you could get through. Apparently if you hear a woman scream and you, you know, you're running away, the last person that gets over the rod iron gate through. Uh, through or over, you could jump over it, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah jump over. Yeah. yeah, 
Um, the last person is supposed to die within three days. Mm. Bum, bum. And anyone that's kind of like into anything spiritual, good or bad, knows that three is a significant number. So that's kind of interesting. I thought that was interesting that it was like three days. Within three days, you're a goner. Now, true is that? So when you look up articles, there's no person that has essentially had that happen died from that at least that's what the articles say of like people that have investigated and people that have looked into all of the things there was a lot of like local news channels in michigan that covered the seven gables road and then technically the house area all 694 acres of land currently are owned by the Department of Natural Resources. So like I said before at the very beginning, there was paranormal investigators and there's even been a psychic medium that has gone out there. There's a psychic medium named uh, Tammy Schuster. I think I'm saying that name out right. Schuster. Schuster, yeah. Um, And she's well known in the Michigan area for being a prominent psychic medium. Um, She basically was able to find the foundation of the house. She went to investigate at night, but came back during the day. The foundation, she has said that it's not near the gate, but off Seven Gables Road back into the woods. She ex- explained when she did find the uh, foundation that it wasn't like an ominous feeling, that it was more at peace and, and happy when she found the foundation of the house. So I'm thinking it's the foundation. They weren't really specific. I don't think it's the which house i think it's more the house because i don't know if they were trying i'm pretty sure they were trying i don't know if they were trying to say the witch house was the same as the house that the family lived in because i don't get that like when i when i read the story and stuff i feel like it's it's two different things like the house the seven gables road house and then the cursed land if that makes sense does that make sense Mm-hmm. The one psychic medium was trying to group it together, like trying to say that it was the same, was it? Or trying to figure out if it was the same house. The foundation that she found was dated. They found like the actual foundation and then a rod iron pipe started pop- popping up and it was actually part of the staircase. And like I said, the house that apparently the guy hung his family from and he hung himself from was demolished in the 70s. By the way, for anyone listening, uh, all this information I'm receiving the same time as you because Megan kind of ran wild <laughs> with this episode. Yeah, because I well, I thought that was interesting. Like when I heard the story, it would be a place that I would want to go investigate. I think it's interesting, and and like you said, it did have very conjuring type vibes. Well, we're attracted to anywhere that has darkness. The foundation and the pipe and stuff. They did find that it was dated. They did know it was a house, but they did figure out that it wasn't burned down. So I'm thinking that investigators and stuff are trying to say that, like, the witch house and... But that makes no sense, though. If the witch house was burned down or supposedly burned down, it wouldn't be the same as... As they built upon the ashes. I don't know. Or the same location. Wait to the remote viewing. All right. Even though the psychic medium did say that when she was at the foundation, uncovering the foundation, she did get a peaceful happy like vibe uh she had gone there a couple different times and did find at night and did see dark shadow figures and she believed that a portal was in one of the trees Mm. so possibly a portal 
She said she did get extremely nauseous at one point. Her and her friend, it didn't, the nauseousness didn't go away like miles down the road. Like they had to get completely away from it. That was interesting. We've never really gotten it, but we've been around people who have uh, gotten like their, like they got stomach problems. Like they got to take the poops real bad or they got like, um, what's the word? Dis- dysteria? Dysentery. 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 Yeah. From being around certain... It's- I haven't gotten really dysentery. I don't like to eat before investigation, so if for whatever reason you ever see me, you're like, why don't you eat with your team? No, you make me stop at Taco Bell on the way home. Uh, on the way home, though, man, I could <laughs> throw back, like, two cravings boxes. Like, going there, I don't, I just don't eat. I just, I can't. I'll eat throughout the day, but, like, or like earlier, I won't actually, like, eat before. So, like I said before, most ghost hunters and investigators that have been there, there's been a couple, like, that have actually recorded stuff with, the, that you can go on YouTube and, like, check out and stuff and walk. Well, I'll put the links in the description so you guys can go and, and check it out. Most ghost hunters and investigators have claimed that paranormal activity isn't a hoax. There is something going on there. But they don't believe 100% in the witch story and even 100% in the hanging story. I think we actually have a house here that something like that happened. It's called the Mayo House in Tarboro, North Carolina, where, like, the the dad went mad and, like, killed all the kids. And We we have a hanging tree that we passed by. Where? In the Octagon House. Oh, yeah, there's that, too. But that's... Uh, story about that. Granted, I experienced a lot of paranormal stuff in my life up to yeah. that point, but nothing that clear. Because I remember uh, Mike, who's on a paranormal team, we were, for one of us, I went to me and, your, me and yours first investigations mm-hmm. um, together. Cause I think I went there once by myself, but when we were all there together, he was saying about the hanging tree, how they used to hang people from there. And at the moment, I looked up and I see the shadow like shadow figure of someone's feet hanging from the tree yeah like swing at me I'm like oh and i remember i ducked and like what and i looked up and like oh i saw like feet hanging from the from the tree I'm like oh yeah it's a hanging tree I'm like, oh, yeah crap. yeah the octagon house functioned as a plantation at one point so yeah. that could just that just tells you right there and um, these woods were about 50 yards away from the main house so yeah so like i said the 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 house was demolished in 1973 some of the things that people have heard is screams somebody hanging from a tree like they've driven past the road and actually seen somebody hanging from a tree car crashes around the area like seeing things and then getting into a car crash some of the paranormal investigators have said like their tape recorder died weird voices came through a tree with fog around it like there's a specific tree that has like fog that would just be around the tree and nowhere else tammy uh s who was the psychic medium that i talked about a little bit earlier she said she's not afraid of the land but she was afraid what's on the land if that makes sense so basically not she doesn't believe the land is cursed, but she believes that there are things coming through on the land. Whatever is on the land, not the land. That makes sense. And she said that when she was there, if someone was murdered there, she would have definitely felt it. Because she describes souls that are murdered as feeling uneasy. But she didn't feel that. She didn't feel any kind of witch vibes. No cursed land. Um, certain areas even had a happy feeling. Especially when she started exposing the foundation. Mm. So that's kind of interesting. According to the county newspaper archives, the property was sold in 1927 and 1944. So, and they don't even give a date as to 
when the witch stuff happened or a date when the uh like hangings supposedly happened i don't know Mm -hmm. so that that's kind of up in the air especially one thing that i wanted to touch on i wanted to touch on a different a couple different things because there was a couple different things going on with this location obviously i know i've talked about it on here but i had read a while ago about the idea that rod iron gates fences whatever entrap paranormal entities right like they keep them in in like entrapment right a lot of cemeteries have it a lot used to have it most cemeteries cemeteries made now don't have gates well yeah it's fading out but there's there's a reason i'm gonna get into that because essentially they were originally used to keep wildlife out as well as people yeah some plantations have that Some uh, ranches even have the wrought iron gates. So it would be interesting one day to like figure out like what haunted locations actually have wrought iron gates and see if the paranormal activity kind of stays entrapped in there. Like so like Skinwalker Ranch would have a wrought iron gate, right? Your ranch would have a wrought iron gate. Yeah. Uh, Does. Well. It's a cattle gate, but yeah, it's made of iron. Yeah. Yeah. So, and not only that, but you have a bunch around because of the ranches. Yeah. So, but I did find one article that was, I had to reword it in like a weird way to get any kind of search. Cause I was like, I know I remember reading this because it was like connected to, I remember I have was researching the Foscu plantation, which is the one location around here. That has a wrought iron gate all around it. And in the blog, because they don't really say that it's paranormal, even though there's been like blog posts and stuff about hearing uh, slaves like in the attic. And it was it was supposedly one of the worst plantations in the South. Like it was brutal, like apparently like bloodstains will come through. But the owners, I don't think like they wanted more of a history thing versus like paranormal. Paranormal teams have tried to get in there. I don't think they can investigate. Anyways, I was reading stuff on it, and one guy brought up the idea that there's a huge rod, like it's huge rod iron fence around the whole property. And I remember I, that kind of led me down a rabbit hole on rod iron. And I found this because um, I was like, I know I, I know I read stuff about it. I know I'm not just pulling this from my butt. But this article by Cemetery Insight and Beyond, they had said that uh, wrought iron fences were believed to be placed around cemeteries to protect the living from the spirits of the dead. People believe that the ghosts of their dead loved ones could follow them from the cemetery if preventative measures were not made. Iron was believed to contain the Earth's life force, and many cultures believe that it possessed magical properties. It's also explained that iron was believed to ward off both benign and evil spirits. Uh, just as it's believed that spirits cannot cross water, it is also believed that they could not move through or pass iron. Makes you wonder why. They, I guess there was only really iron available at the time, but now you know why some people put iron horseshoes above their doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Okay, so one thing it says, if you see an iron fence... And the upper portion of its bars is pointed in towards the cemetery rather than away from the ground. You can be rest assured it was constructed that way to ward off spirits. Wrought iron bars pointing inwards, inwards towards the burial ground were meant to prevent this 
spirits of the dead from escaping. So that's kind of interesting information to know. Like now when you go to a cemetery, you can kind of figure out like what the original. If it does have a gate. Yeah. yeah. Which I, which no, you say it wasn't, it, it's, it's not common. The one that is here, right? That you want to investigate. There's a wrought iron fence around it. Jackson, the Jacksonville Cemetery. Yeah, because the cemetery was made like. No, that one wasn't that. That wasn't that. That's 70s. 1800s. 70s. That graveyard was in the 70s. Jacksonville's so. been around since. Oh, that's 1800. true. 1800s. I, for- I forgot the downtown area. So, like, where my aunt is buried is technically 70s, like 80s. Like no, that. Jacksonville Cemetery in town? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's like 1800s, if not earlier. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Although it makes sense. You'll forget how old North Carolina is. I guess so. <laughs> no, well, downtown itself, that's why me and Isaac have been kind of itching to get into that area is because downtown itself is freaking old. Like old, you know, obviously it's new buildings, so you don't really think of that. But like some of the buildings were original from or the 17, 1800s because that's where because it was right. It's right on the river. So that's where settlements and stuff used to. But then. When the hurricanes and flooding started happening, they had to retreat back. And so Jacksonville started spreading that way. Dun, dun. Uh, yeah. Right. Um, but another thing that I thought was super interesting is the fact, the curse. It makes you think, because the one thing I kept, I kept going back to where it was like, you know, it said, if you are the last one to pass through the Iron Gate, three days you die. I always think back, when I think of curses and stuff like that, I think back to... Uh, I hate even really talking about it, but like Robert the doll about how isn't it like if you don't uh like respect him when you take photos or ask him or talk to him. The bag of Hepsi. Yeah. Mm. And it's just amazing to me the fact that something like that, like a curse like that can influence like death yeah. or car accident or illness. It's just amazing to me. And I thought that was an interesting point to bring up. But like I said, from just doing the research, there really wasn't any anybody that like testified to that. I think it's just like a like a scary like ghost story that gets that part, anyways, that gets told around you know the local lore kind of thing. Yeah. Now, what did you see? Okay, so starting this new thing. Okay, so when I first started researching, immediately. Me, I wasn't even. I, all I did was look at the wrought iron gate entrance, and I immediately got like shot through over there to the wrought iron gate area. I went past the wrought iron gate to this location on the trail. And now, granted, prior to this, I did not see any part of the like trail. I just saw the front part, the where the rod iron gate is this female came forward and she was adamant about communication like i wish that i could go there and like actually like communicate and i think that is one thing i don't know i haven't actually like talked to any of the investigators that have gone there but i think one of the main things if anybody does go investigate there is to listen because this this woman that came forward she was young she wasn't old she was she was young um, and somewhat of a nightgown. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty dated. Mm. Um, barefoot. She wanted to be heard. She had something to say, but she couldn't. She had a hard time communicating to me while I was remote viewing. 
Um, it was to the point where she wanted to communicate so bad, I thought she was going to piggyback here. Hmm. If that makes sense. Because that's the one thing when I remote view, I put that boundary of like nothing can piggyback unless I wanted to piggyback, you know, if it's really dark. She herself was peaceful. It was just almost like frantic, like, yes, 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 somebody can listen to me. Yes, yes, I got something to say. But she couldn't say it. It was like, and uh, she had long brownish hair. And she specifically is at the spot. I guess you, like I said, I don't know because I haven't actually been there, but you go past the wrought iron gates. She's not where the house supposedly is because I I saw the video afterwards of where the house is, where they found the foundation. She's not over there. She's down the trail. And I don't think she like I don't think she's evil. I think she's just someone that's trapped there, whether she's coming through from the portal or not. I don't know where the actual tree is that the portal supposedly is. But if I recommend anybody take your digital recorders and spare box and don't do much talking and just listen um i do think i don't think it's as bad i feel like the conjuring house and there's other locations that are bigger badder than this location uh it reminds me a lot of the octagon house but it's not as like there's not a lot of witchcraft going on Uh. if that makes sense now who knows because there could be like you know i mean any high paranormal place, especially if there's dark entities involved, could have like satanic rituals and and witchcraft stuff. But I really didn't get that vibe when I went there. It was for the most part peaceful, like. But there is some stuff. The further you go back, there is some stuff. There's a certain. It's like you you pass the threshold, and uh, it kind of gets worse. But I don't know. But uh, there is definitely a female one female spirit there that is wanting to communicate so i don't know if anybody has been there anytime recently but like i said because most of the paranormal investigators i saw did a lot of talking like they were talking to each other they were talking just out loud and i think that if anybody goes there just to go there and just be quiet if that makes sense yeah but I do think there are shadow things. I don't think it's as bad as like say you were go to go to the conjuring house. Or you, I I personally don't think there's a witch there. I think it's that that was just lore and legend. Now the house part, I don't know. It wouldn't let me go where the house foundation part is, but it would only let me go down that trail. So there's like for me, if I were to go there, down the trail. What if what if the girl is the girl that was murdered and burned in the house? That was told she was a witch. Or they accused her of being a witch. I mean, uh, settlement time, settlement clothing. Uh, anybody that, if anybody's going there, she's, she's on that, uh, that trail where it's like, it, it literally is like every single, like, trail road thing. It's like two pathways, two lines, two pathways. You know, like when we go down the, uh, Pringle Road, not Pringle Road, but, uh, Patsy's Pond, and you have the the arching of the trees. Now you're telling me this, but no one else knows what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, when we go through Patsy's Pond, if anybody has watched our YouTube video or whatever, and there's the overhanging of the trees, I'll post a picture on Instagram for people to see what I'm talking about. There you go. Yeah. 
so you guys can see. And there's an actual picture. I don't think it's on, like on purpose. I remember I was like freaking out when I saw it. Or it looks like something's in the background. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, is it the girl? No, I'm just kidding. But, um, but yeah, that's where, that's where I, if it was me, that's where I would go. And there's a lot of communication there. But here's the thing. If she's, something's preventing her from saying that. Meaning something somewhere in that, I mean, you're talking 694 acres. Um, something dark is preventing her from yeah. talking full force because she, I, I, I got the feeling like she want, like she was wanting to talk. She did not want to be there. She wanted to talk. She wanted to get her story out, but it's like she just didn't, she didn't have the ability to bulk up on the power to be able to communicate forward, if that makes sense. That's what I got. And like I said, what I get, and especially in the, what I share remote viewing, in these episodes different psychics can peer into a location and get different things so that is just what shows up for me that for whatever reason when i remote viewed she took an interest in me and that's what she was coming forward with Hmm. yeah that's what i got and it was very uh like when i remote viewed back of my neck was tingling everything was tingling like everything which means normally that is somebody that wants to get their stuff out like hey hey i need to communicate with you i need to talk to you i need to get this out i need to talk to you you know normally when i get that on an investigation that's normally what that is for me that's something and patsy's pond is a great example when i was at patsy's pond there was a specific spirit that was just like not stuck to me but like he just wanted to get his stuff across and he was there every single time. He didn't want to cross over, but he wanted to get his stuff out. And he would consistently just like make me feel what he's feeling and make me feel. He wasn't dark or anything like that. He was just trying to get his stuff across because somebody could listen. For whatever reason, at that location, I would probably be bombarded by her. And it is a her. Like it's not, uh, like thing portraying to be a female and it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I specifically asked when I was there, like, show me your true form. Let me see, like, are you who you say you are? Whatever, whatever. And, and ever since I did remote view, if Michigan wasn't that far away, I would go to Michigan and help her. Like, that's, that's how dire her communication forward has, like, was. Well, that's a new interesting twist to our Honda location episode is that we can have Megan remove you in and give us a real time what she sees there. Yeah. And like, I think it would be interesting to know because like I could sit here and, and you could go and read any article and get the same information sometimes that we, we say because the history and the backstory, but I want to make sure that you leave every episode with something new, either a new perspective, a new theory, a new idea, a new question, a new answer even. And so doing this, I think it'll, and if any investigators are close by and want to take what I say and go put it to the test, they can. So what are we doing next week? So next week, I know we talked a little bit about it when we did the raw law of one, but we are diving into pyramid. Oh, yeah. Because the raw law of one, one of the things that they talked about was that pyramids were healing centers. So we're going to dive into the different pyramids, any paranormal activity that has been surrounded by them, 
and then um, kind of like theories and ideas because there's some that say like aliens. There's some alien theories behind them. Well, the pyramids around the world. Yeah. The same monolithic structure that has been built over and over again across the planet. So there have to be some connection to them. Yeah. And I think one thing that's going to be interesting is uh, pulling from different people what different people have said, like Dolores Cannon, the Roloff one, what they've said, and different things. So the crazy haired ancient alien guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, that week, following that Monday, we'll have a bonus episode that Wednesday with Lindsay Brisbane of uh, the Chilling Podcast. Yeah. And I mean, I talk about it in the, the bonus episode, but her our interview telling about her story. Yeah, um, we've encountered some shit, but if you ever want to hear it from perspective of someone who has no clue what's going on and experiencing some of the most dangerous thing possible, yeah, you hear it from her perspective and stuff like that. And then I, I'll probably talk about it a little more at the end of the pyramid uh, episode and bring it up to her episode. But I'll let you know right now if you want to get ahead of that interview, go listen to the Chilling Podcast. Yeah, that's a yeah. It's a good pod- podcast. It's yeah. really good. Especially if you like hearing people's perspective. Obviously, she lived in a haunted house. More than a haunted house. Yeah, but yeah, we, got, so we got the pyramids and then uh, that bonus episode that Wednesday. Uh, as always, guys, you can catch our social medias at Hidden the Shadows Podcast on Instagram, Hidden the Shah 6 on Twitter, Hidden the Podcast 2 on TikTok, or links to all our social media and all ways you listen to us at HiddenTheShadowsPodcast.com. And as always, we'll catch your widows in the next one. Y'all. Yep.